Hey everyone, it's Alex Patterson and welcome to the 2020 Network presented by Interac. So this week, Canada 2020 launched something called the Recovery Project. And it's the result of a series of conversations that we've been having with other think tanks and research institutes and conveners as we all try to make sense of the best way to contribute to bringing an end to the COVID-19 pandemic and starting down that long road to recovery. And that word, recovery, really stuck with us because it seems so far away. Right now, policymakers, public health officials, frontline workers, and community groups are focused on the urgent here and now of this pandemic. But when this pandemic ends, and it will end, there is going to be a mountain to climb in order to restart our economy, amend our institutions, and repair our global relationships. So that's why, together with the Institute for Fiscal Studies and Democracy, and global progress, Canada 2020 launched the Recovery Project. It's a broad coalition designed to address the growing impact of the coronavirus pandemic on the global economy. We're gonna be doing live stream discussions, commentary pieces, original research, data analysis, and of course, podcasts. I jumped on the phone with two of our founding partners, Kevin Page and Helena Gaspard from IFSD, to talk about what we're trying to accomplish and how you can get involved. Which, by the way, you can do that right now at www.recoveryproject.org. All right, here's my conversation with Kevin and Helena. I'm joined by Kevin Page. He's the founding president and CEO of the Institute for Fiscal Studies and Democracy at the University of Ottawa, and his colleague Helena Gaspard, who's the director of governance and institutions and also a co-founder at IFSD. Hello to you both. Hi, Matt. How's everyone doing today? It's launch day. We're excited. We actually announced our little project to the world. Uh, Kevin, how are you feeling about it? I'm excited about the project. I'm struggling with social distancing. I think that sounds about how we're all feeling right about now. Helena, uh, how are you feeling about it? You know, there's nothing more exciting than getting something, you know, like this off the ground, especially with such a great group of partners and hopefully a group that will continue to grow as we, you know, grow our thinking and certainly grow the resources associated to this. Absolutely. So the project is called the Recovery Project, which obviously indicates that we are interested in what happens when all of this, the COVID-19 pandemic is over. But I thought we might start by addressing the now and make it clear very upfront that we acknowledge that it's our collective responsibility to focus on the containment of the outbreak. We want to prevent the furthering of the spread and plank the curve. We want to follow public health rules and do our part. That's what I'm doing, Kevin, as, as you suggested, you are physically distancing. Can you talk to me a little bit about what IFSD is doing, how you're adapting to sort of the new normal of how we're all working? And just in terms of the way we're working, Alex, we are all working from home. We are practicing social distancing. It's rare that we'll go back to the offices. And actually, we find that with various mechanisms, access to things like Zoom or Skype, Microsoft Teams, we communicate regularly through the day. But like most people, we're working, but we have one eye watching you know, various programs and various announcements by the prime minister, the finance minister, because things are changing so quickly. I'm conscious, too, that one of the reasons that Canada 2020 and Global Progress were so excited to partner with IFSD on a project is that you have a lot of students and grad students and young people that are working at your institutes and on projects. Helena, I'm curious about what's been their feeling? 
Well, you know, I think especially in response to the pandemic, when you're a student and you're sort of working on the short term, right, I think it was a bit difficult to be confronted with a completely shifted exam schedule. And for some, you know, maybe not convocating this year, perhaps not having the formal ceremony. So definitely a little bit stressed out until some of those details were ironed out or certainly um, made clear by the universities all over the world, really. But in terms of this project, I have to say there's nothing quite like getting motivated and interested in students working on projects that have real-time impacts in real time. And I think there's something immensely gratifying for anyone, but I think in particular students, undergraduate students and graduate students, who can see their work uh, having an impact right away. And I think having you know young people in disciplines from economics to political science and even computer science um, taking part in this initiative, I think it's a great way to meld different perspectives on the world and to bring together different types of skills and really make them feel like they have input. And I think it's an exciting piece and certainly a lot of motivation and a lot of good energy that they bring to the project. Yeah, I mean, soon enough, we're all going to be thinking about how we come out of this. And in our networks, in our community, we really know that policymakers and public health officials and community organizations and frontline workers, they are really gripped with the here and now of this pandemic, as they very well should be. But I think the purpose of the recovery project and our work is that we would be marshalling our resources and putting our shoulder to the wheel to create a bit of a hub of conversation for when we transition out of this phase that we're in right now, that we've got a bit of a head start on what recovery looks like. And so, Kevin, I'm wondering if I can go over to you. You're one of the first people that we talked to about this initiative. What's your sense of the value of this kind of project and this kind of conversation right now and what we're trying to do? We want governments to be as proactive as possible on dealing with these big issues. We know that we're dealing with something historic. We haven't had a global pandemic in 100 years. And we know that the impacts on the economy, on institutions is enormous. And we're seeing it playing out hour by hour, day by day, right across the world. And we know that the here and now is going to be closely connected with the recovery. So the best thing we could do is provide these important buffers to an economy that is indefinitely in recession. But we know as well that given the global nature of this, that the recovery is going to struggle. So actually putting ideas on the table, starting the research and analysis on the recovery is a very good proactive step. Helena, the word that a lot of people are using in relation to this pandemic is a post-pandemic recession and that there are economies around the world that are preparing for the worst. I'm wondering on the advice that we may be giving to policymakers and people who are knowing that at some point we are going to crest the curve and at some point we are going to have to think about restarting our economies, where do we think a good starting place is? So I think one of the most interesting questions, Alex, that's actually coming out of this entire pandemic, what role should the state play and is it doing a good job? And I think that's a very tough question sometimes to ask and sometimes a bit of an uncomfortable one, but certainly one that at the very core of all of this needs to be thought about carefully because the state is back on you know, the table, so to speak, or has been the principal or primary responder. I think we have to take a step back and really think about um, what um, roles, what actions worked, which didn't, and where other parts of our economies and of our societies can step in and can collaborate to help move things along. And so thinking about this from a big picture perspective, this 
entire crisis and certainly its responses are absolutely going to and have already stressed our state institutions, our democratic institutions. We'll also have to reconsider the relationships that exist with multilaterals. You know, will this consider or force a a rethink of the way a lot of multilateral organizations are organized and the way they work? And certainly with respect to our financial systems, our health systems, and most importantly, our people. And I think one of the things that I'm most excited about with respect to this project is definitely the outward focus, right? What's happening everywhere? And I think it's putting together those experiments and those policy approaches that can really help us build a bit of a a policy playbook, so to speak, where we can start to think about what other governments or what other states have tried either now and hopefully build from there and think about what we know to have worked or what we think can work. Helena mentioned something I think that is central to this project, Kevin, which is the re-examination and the stress that's being placed on our global relationships. And I should say that the third partner to this project, Global Progress, and its founder, Matt Brown, is a really central part to this project. So, Kevin, I'm curious about your perspective on the global dimensions of recovery, because we can obviously think about what recovery looks like here in Canada, but we are in a globalized world. And I'm curious about the ripple effects, both from Canada and abroad, and obviously abroad to Canada, that we need to take into consideration as we start to chart that roadmap to recovery? The ripples are large and the pandemic is global. So it's in some 200 countries now, all the major continents. And, you know, we're kind of dealing with that steep part of that epi curve. So we know that there's no virus at this particular juncture. So we're, you know, using containment means to kind of manage the outbreak and not overwhelm healthcare systems. All the major economies, you know, from China, the United States, all of Europe, Canada, like we're all in recession right now, largely because of the need to have these containment measures. You know, a number of years ago, the World Economic Forum, they do rankings of various risks. I think a global pandemic made the list of the top 10. And here we find ourselves like in the midst of this sort of global pandemic. The chances of having another one are there. And we know that even as we get to the first wave of this pandemic, that there could be second waves and third waves. Whatever solutions that we look in terms of addressing the public health issue, it has to be done in a global fashion. And all those big problems that we were worried about before the pandemic, climate change issues, the rise of populist leaders, anti-trade measures, all those problems, we bring them forward. They come with us as we deal with this sort of post-pandemic world. So we're very fortunate to have people at Canada 2020 and Matt Brown at Global Progress to be a big part of it because it is very much a global issue and the solutions will have to be global. Helena, I'm building off of that point from Kevin. Who else do we think needs to be a part of this conversation? Because I'm conscious that it's very easy to say that we need a really broad coalition and we need everyone with their oar in the water. But I'm curious about who you think needs to be at the table to ensure that we're not only talking about recovery in a smart and strategic way, but also to Kevin's point that we're also not abandoning all of the progress that we're trying to make on a bunch of other key files. So who needs to be involved here? It's a great question. I think we have to think about where we're going to feel, let's say, the most pain or the most ramification and relative to the response and to the recovery. And I hope that experts and practitioners um, who work in the fields, right, who know what the policy ramifications are on the ground will help with this work, whether it's through, you know, their speaking, their writing, whatever it might be. 
And we can think about or craft, you know, the finest of policies, but without those transmission mechanisms and without ways of connecting it and making it real and actually delivering on those outcomes, it'll be a bit of a challenge. So um, certainly broad-based in that a lot of thought and a lot of issues will have to be addressed, making sure that those who perhaps have the most at stake uh, can contribute to this. There's certainly going to be a nimbleness to this project, I think, that we require. And so, Kevin, I'm wondering if you can give people a bit of a a sense of what can people expect to see from the recovery project? Obviously, people are hoping for the economy comes back quickly and markets come back quickly. But there'll be scenarios as well where there's going to be this uh, long road to recovery. And in that environment, like what are the policy instruments and how would we use the public sector, as Elena referred to it? How would we use fiscal resources? With this foundation around research and analysis, you connect people in that tent. So we, we need to take advantage, you know, from our political leaders, like involve them in these conversations, making sure that we're briefing out to and connecting experts from the political side to, you know, the thought leaders and you know, the private sector. So I think people could look forward to research and analysis, certainly uh, opportunities through conferences and events and live stream kind of discussions where we bring together people and these ideas, this analysis it percolates up and it's being discussed. Hopefully some confidence builds around certain directions and just the incredible expertise that and reputation that Canada 2020 brings and certainly Matt Brown at Global Progress. I think we have the ability to bring these people together and provide that kind of factual core. So I think that's kind of the structure. Just as we're winding down here, uh, Kevin and Helena, if I could sort of speak on our behalf, that we hope that actually our partnership and our coalition grows, that we actually have more people that are working with our initiative and working on the project. So as far as I'm concerned, we're off to a pretty good start. And I'm really happy to be working with IFSD and working with Global Progress. If people want to get involved and learn more about us, uh, Helena, I was hoping you could uh, tell people where they could find us and connect with our work. Absolutely. So recoveryproject.org will be the place, um, along with the Twitter feed, um, recoveryproject, P-R-O-J. And so follow along with us on Twitter. We'll be sure to post and to um, share as updates um, happen, as speakers are confirmed and as ideas are coming to the fore. Certainly the website will be a wonderful repository for all kinds of research and analysis, as Kevin mentioned, um, and is also a great way to connect with all of us directly. And so for ideas or thought pieces or, um, you know, ideas for a speaker series or perhaps a conversation to be had, those are definitely um, the best ways to reach us and to connect with the work and to share your ideas too. I think we're off to a great start. Kevin Page, Helena Gaspard, on behalf of myself, Alex Patterson, and the entire Recovery Project team, thanks very much for spending some time with us today. And uh, thank you very much for listening. We will be certainly doing more of this very soon. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex.